Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Health podcast, our Scottish Cup special, another extravaganza. I'm joined by a near full panel, with the exception of the job, but he'll be back with us again soon. Ross, Anthony, William, and Francis, how are you all? Hola. Only one weekend. It's going to be an absolute cracker, I'm sure. I think we already decided <laughs> that April was a a final month for Celtic Football Club and it's proven well to be that anyway. But we're going to crack straight in after here with some Scottish Cup. Here, not wearing the hairband. Leave the hairband out, Liz, Francis. Leave it out. We don't need it. I don't I I, I to here the post because uh, I'm not going to read mine anytime soon. <laughs> I've got a draw further, man. That was a good one. Like I'll post a picture on social media and wants to see it. The fun looked quite please, good. But here, Alfred. Oh, the housewives <laughs> will be loving it. <laughs> the house into some, the, the some Scottish Cup memories, and I know I know we've covered some games in our extravaganza last year. Funny enough, this time last year, kind of a bit of a, a downward spiral. Celtic Rome, we didn't know whether it was up or down, but now we're we're getting somewhere, maybe on the the brink of a treble. Let's not speak too soon, but we'll crack right right with it. We'll start with Frank McAvaney, a handpicked five players to talk about. And just a, a wee bit about their character, what they left at Celtic, their kind of legacy with Celtic. And I picked out the game, the, the centenary year, 1988. He scored a double. And by all accounts, you're wearing that, you're wearing that tab, Anthony. Some fantastic memories of him, isn't there? Absolutely. Uh, to say he's a bit of a character would be the understatement of the year, uh, Stephen. Uh, he's uh, some boy, to say the, to say the least. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him at the, it was not the last Livingston game, Almondville, but the one before, and uh, got to chat to him a wee bit about his, his time at Celtic and just his full football career, to be honest. And um, but naturally, the, the game that he spoke about most was the, or even the season that he spoke about most was 87, 88. Now I'm a centenary baby, so I've got literally no memory of the season. But when you come for a Celtic supporting family, um, everyone lets you know quite uh, just how much it meant uh, up until that. I don't think anyone but before nor since. I'd ever won a league and cup double in their centenary season. Um, but as so often with us, it's us that are uh, page one in the history books. And, uh, you know, as Pat Bonner said, it was really, there was a script there. It was up to the players to go and, uh, to go and you know, make that a reality. And, uh, you know, against a, a, a Rangers side that was starting to, to spend big, um, Celtic spent, their, you know, far smaller resources uh, very wisely. Led by Caesar, um, our greatest ever captain, um, you know Paul McStay, middle of the park, Roy Aitken, and but as you, just absolute legends of the club. But McAvaney was the one that stood out most. Uh, you know, star striker. Um, he had a bit of everything. You know, he, he's been signed for Celtic. He was actually top goal scorer in the English Premiership at the time. Um, so you can, you know, can you imagine us, you know, bidding for a for a striker for for England now um, at that level? But he was a great player, um, and in the cup final. Scored the two goal, we went one 0 down. But uh, just needless to say that, that just like we'd done in the semi final against Harps, uh, got two late goals uh, to win the final and create that wee bit of history. And I'm sure you like all you guys will have all seen it over the years. It's some of the imagery is just incredible when Big Billy, you know, running out the clinch fist and you know the commentator shouting, "McAvenny's won the cup for Celtic." You know, it was uh, it was historic. Um, it never been done before. Um, to my best of my knowledge, I don't think it's been done since. And uh, obviously, Tommy Burns' magnificent post-match um, interview. I mean, we, 
We talk about Ryan Christie's post-match interview when the night Scotland qualified for the Euros brought a tear to a glass eye. If anyone wants to see the, the real one, uh, go no further than Tommy's uh, post-match interview. That's when he, he cons the famous phrase to Jim White, looks up at the Celtic supporters and he says, that's what's so special about them. They went, they're there and they're always there. And uh, God bless every one of them. And that just sums up, it was a special season. And uh, Maka was the, the icing on the cake that got the two goals that brought the cup home. 100%. I think Linky67, Bucky Rebels and End the Cells podcast, what could be better? 7 0 on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that but well, see, I mean, you covered us extensively, obviously, on the, the centenary special that we've done on our rewind. So, everyone who wants to watch that, please go onto the YouTube channel and you'll find it. And it's, it's just how it engages memories and engages fans again to think back to that time. And people have been wondering why we're speaking about Scotty's Cup games gone past because you like to build up to the, the most recent one, which is the semi final. A season, this season to be fair, we all thought we wouldn't be anywhere near trophies or silver, silverware, especially at the start. But it's testament to Postacoglu the job that he's done. But as Anthony said, there, McAvenny, I see him now on that open goal that podcast, and he's so funny. I mean, he doesn't really give anyone a chance to get a word in, but he's always there. He's having a laugh. Is, is that what he was like at Celtic as well? I mean, I wasn't at Celtic, well, but. Go on, man. Nah, but. <laughs> Aye, I, I mean, I think it it says everything about the the man, the character that it, how extensively he was covered in only an excuse, and how well he's took that down the years. He can give it out, he takes it. Uh, but I mean, we, we, he was a character. We all know that. But again, I'm like Anthony. I'm slightly older than Anthony, but still a wee bit young to properly remember that. Uh, that episode you're talking about, we done the centenary when I hosted it, and we had a, a guest on who is a bit more senior than me, and he could talk us through it a bit more. Uh, but I, I mean, the as regards the game, like Anthony said, it, it's 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 a, a result in a way winning that's becomes kind of synonymous with Celtic, if you like. Uh, I'm sure that that two the two one victory, I think they done that to. Dundee United, maybe the eighty-five or eighty-six final as well. Yep. Uh, they uh, they were down one-nil. Uh, I don't know who scored the Dundee United goal in that game. No, it was Kevin Gallagher and the one we're talking about. Uh, but I again similar. They were down one-nil and they turned it around one-two-one. And they've done that in the Scottish Cup uh, on another occasion when they won at Parkhead and it was Andy Tom and Big Pierre that got the late goals that day. So, I mean. Dundee United can regard themselves down years against Celtic as pretty unlucky. They've they've given good good accounts of themselves, but Celtic just keep going to the end, and it's just like this team that we've got right now. They just keep going; they don't stop, yeah. and it's. I, I think it's a bit more synonymous with the current team, but the teams down the years have always done it. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I think it's as you're right. It's the team we have now is as always says the the famous phrase we never stop. And Alistair Jack Willie here comes in. What made idiot awesome was a, a team for the Celtic minded people. Let's just say instead of Celtic, <laughs> we get yeah. that we get that we get that totally, Alistair. And I know you said before that the whole Frank and McAfee thing. I don't have hardly any recollection of him. Only what I'm hearing from people like of my grandfather and older people in the family. And he just seems to be a guy that. I wouldn't say he kind of epitomises Celtic. He's left and joined other clubs like St Mirren and West Ham, but while he was there, he gave 100%, and that's all we ever ask, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm similar ages to the boys, so I, I've not got 
mega memories. It's just for uh, folklore and for what I hear. But obviously, he was he was a hero and a very talented footballer. Uh, and like Ross says, I was going to say the exact same thing. All the stuff and only excuse is just absolute gold dust. Uh, <laughs> just, like, even now you watch back and it's just absolutely hilarious. Um, and he's obviously a, a big character. Uh, and I part of that history, I can't say any more than what Tony says and what Ross says. They've, they've actually nailed it. Uh, again, it's a, it's a bit before my era. Uh, but when you hear the stories, uh, he's obviously, he was obviously a talent. Hmm. 100% see, of the idiots. See, sorry. Ahead. So, just to sort of touch on the goals themselves as well, they were just typical. I can't say typical Mark of any goals because, again, I didn't watch them like I watched this Celtic team because I was too young, but they were like poachers' goals. They were goals that you would probably see Big Jacob Marcus scoring now, mm. uh, even mm. Kyogo. Uh, the one at the back post, I think that was the first goal. Um, uh, the header. The header, aye. Jacob Marcus scored a similar goal just a couple of weeks ago against um, Ross County. Uh, and then the one, again, it just falls to him uh, in the six-yard box and he sticks it away. Uh, and it's that, like Anthony says, he's alluded to the the, the imagery. imagery. Uh, and that one, after scoring that goal, and he runs away and you, you just see him from behind and his head's like that. He's looking up at the fans and he just falls to his knees. And he just knows in that moment that he has he's been one of the guys that's created history in the centenary year, and it's it's just it's just Celtic. It's why we love them. See, just to touch yeah. on what Alistair said as well. Obviously, that was a big thing, like the sixties, seventies, eighties. It was all it was like a team full of Celtic men, and um, that's what I love about a club. That like, there's nothing more that we love than seeing one of our own come through. Uh-huh. But that's what I love about Celtic. I, I, every season since I can remember, there's always three, four, five littered about the squad might not be in the first 11 uh, but more often than not there's one or two in the first 11 and there's three or four um, waiting to back them up and it's it's just it's, it's a wonderful thing to see at a club the, the, some of the players we've produced has been phenomenal yeah 100% the homegrown players are the best ones in my opinion I mean I can only really remember as far back as like McGeady Sean Maloney even Stephen Pearson and all breaking through Craney and all them guys like you know, back in the early 2000s but and then you come well, up now as Cal McGregor. Oh, fuck so. Right? Doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> they got Kieran Tierney, Cal McGregor, them types of guys. I mean, they're selling through and through. And we all love them for it, Franny. And I know I know, like yourself, you're probably going to say, like, well, we don't know much about McAvaney in terms of a person. The only excuse is cracking. I used to watch all the time with Granda. It was, it was just hilarious, to be honest. I think your man does that there two doors down now, doesn't he? The main actor in that. Uh, if any of you know that, yeah, but it, like you, you look at you look at Frank McAvaney and someone come in there saying he loves the birds. It's just the personality and character that kind of evolves around Celtic. And this team now, for me, there's loads of them in it. Would you agree? I would. Yeah, there does seem characters like Joe Hart's clearly a big character. Juranovic, he seems like a joker and stuff and things like that. Like when you see, I think like the the unique angle thing that Celtic do. It's quite interesting watching your eyes. It actually gets involved in every celebration. And like it looks like it enjoys everybody else scoring, just want everybody to get involved. So it's, I think I think there is a lot of characters in the team, Stephen. I mean, I don't know where I'm got to go with this right now. Oh, I had a mind blank. <laughs> Who's the shagger then? Who's the Macabeni in this current team? Who's the shagger? Ah, I'd say big Jackie Marcus. You've got to be a whole lot. He's like a big Peter Ron. Yeah. He must go through yeah. about three he- headboards a week. Yeah. It's, not a bad <laughs> it's, it's certainly not a bad day anyway. 
Yeah. 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 We've passed the one that we hardly know anything about. Fair enough, right? Let's make it easier. We'll go to Harry Garson. We'll jump. We'll jump in the car. Speed up. Glad, glad to hear you're fucking. Come on here, boys. We'll jump in the car. We'll speed up the road. Two thousand and one. I'll start with you, William. Cleanse the treble from Martin O'Neill. Larson in cups in Europe. Fantastic player. We always look for them type of like Edward Dembele. Go back to them guys, and he had that difference. World class, obviously, king of kings, but. In terms of that team, even the Martin Lee team for that travel, travel, the travel, travel, the travel winning season, to get that, he was under kind of same pressure, probably more similar to Postacoglu and any other manager. That's what we find ourselves in now, that type of position. I know was most definitely under more pressure. He spent spent a lot of money at the time. Uh, he was a big name that came in, um, but it was a similar situation. The team he built was unbelievable also and like Larson what more can you say about the guy that we've not already said before uh, he's two goals in that game as well. it was, I think the second one was a penalty wasn't it oh. um, the first one I'm pretty sure he, 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 I, I, I always remember him kind of like darting in but coming deep and then moving back post a front post or something and just leaving the defender in his arse and that's what he did then and I think it was a left footed curled, curled shot oh, yeah. and that strip I absolutely loved that yellow strip uh, and, and that final as well, Mac, I think McNamara, we were talking about it before we came on, McNamara uh, actually came on, he scored as well. Yeah. Legend. Um, great cup final, great memories, the greatest player, in my opinion, that's that's played for the club. I, 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 like, obviously, there's a lot older uh, older viewers that might disagree, but uh, the fact that we got him at the time we did and the loyalty shown to us when he did, uh, big clubs were wanting him and he, he, he staved them all off to stay. Um, he's the greatest for me, and I just—it's a privilege that we managed to to see him in the flesh for our team. And what he did for our club was—it's—it's it's never going to be repeated. He was just an absolute legend. Yeah, he's—he's he's just the king of kings, frankly. And I mean, Kyogo. I mean, people are saying they're comparing his movement to the king, Henrik Larsson, and you can see it. I mean, I think Marrelli said as well that he hasn't seen anyone move like that. The movement in terms of his spatial awareness is absolutely world class. And I hope Kyogo. I mean. By the looks of it, he probably will start on Sunday because, oh, unfortunately, Yakimakis is out injured. But going back to the Martin League team, the 2000 and 2001 team that cleansed the treble, Postacoglu, as, as William rightly said, their Martin League may be under more pressure. But the fact that Postacoglu's come in, put us in this position, signed the players he has with minimal money, let's be honest, about what, 14 million net spend, something like that, it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, totally. And there is, there's sort of similarities in the fact that there was a bit of turnaround and players, a bit of money spent. There was a sort of a, a big points, sort of vitality overturn on Rangers. And as it stands, we've, I think it's sitting at 31 points we've turned over. Uh, so there is, there is similar. It's like Martin and Neil that season, I think we ran away. Like, I think we won it with about 12 points or something. Uh, what's that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Larson in that final, I mean, Larson just a player like William said, he was just... Absolutely frightening. Generally, was a world class player we had for a, a good few years. And yeah, Kyogo has got similar movement. I'm not going to quite compare him to Larson, but uh, you can see the similarities in the movement, the types of goals he scores and stuff. Uh, but I just, I like Larson's first goal in that final, it was just the way, like Warren says, he just, like, him. In the space of about three yards, he made about five different movements. It was in and out, went outside of his, but hardly moved. Okay, it. okay. Ah, it was hardly moved in, it, in about three yards, but managed to just absolutely done the defender to give, him, give himself that space and just struck the ball absolutely brilliant with his left foot. 
almost in the top corner. It was just a beautiful, beautiful way uh, to secure the treble and stuff. I know that was a second goal, but just handing in the sun, that strip. I, I did actually like that strip as well. I, I got number nine sitting on the back, but the woman made a twat it and put a big crease in the front of my top. She had a crease in it, so I've never had a crease in that top. But I, nah, Larson, man, just... Guy was brilliant, man. Guy was brilliant. Yeah. You know the most incredible thing about Henrik is, right? See the new, and in this day and age as well, and back then, the likes of Edward and that, that they, that's, they want to go on and they, they want to play for these clubs. They want to win European trophies and all the rest of it. Henrik stage was loyal, cemented his legacy, waited till he was past it. And then went and done all that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a movie, man. Hang on. Hang on. Totally agree. I mean, I think when he's Alice United tried to get him, didn't they? At one point, uh, that was confirmed as well. And he, he stayed and he eventually ended up with him. And I think everyone in the United Trust Room were just in awe of the quality that he was. But come to yourself here, Ross. Kevin comes in. I'm 52 and Larson is the best. He has a very select group of icons. I want to ask you a question that may be a bit, a bit of a curveball. Who's the closest player that Celtic have had since then that compares them? Um, well, he's shaking his head, so his his mind's made up already. There's there's nobody that comes close, but in terms of the best the best forward that we've had since him, I would maybe say on his day, on his game when he was at it, and wasn't he being a lazy shit? Probably Edward. Mm. <laughs> uh, but when he when he when he down tools last year, it's unforgivable. I'll never forget it. And every time I see him on the telly playing for Crystal Palace, I, I just get the rage. But, <laughs> 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 but I, I I think in terms of natural ability and it was a bit. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I would say probably I. I would probably say Edward comes closest. I think I've heard numerous folk, including myself, saying he's the best we've had since the King. Uh, I think Anthony. I think you've said it yourself. Yeah, I, I have. I probably would say to, to you, Ross, um, and my good friend Ricky's just uh, posted in there with his big Musa as well, and you, you know, especially as he was the. The sort of main striker in the invincible season, it can be hard to to direct. I would say as a direct comparison in terms of how he plays, how like the type of player he is, I would probably now say Kyogo. But where Aye, I would yeah. still agree with you, still wait with Eddie uh, at the is moment as take last season at the equation. Whatever we say about Edward and the, the years leading up to that, he was a big game player, scored in, scored winners in derbies, big goals in Europe. Kyogo. Obviously, you can use. The, of course, the cup final was was massive, but just through the injury, he's not had that opportunity yet. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's a it's a great debate to have. The the reason yeah. I never said Kyogo was purely because of the the length You're of time he's bag. been here. <laughs> no, <laughs> Barisic is a shite bag. <laughs> um, no, but the the period of time that Kyogo's been here he's been here almost a year but uh, he's probably only played like about six months of football uh, mm. so uh, but absolutely I know but I totally agree that he does he has well Franny's alluded to it as well he has got similarities but for what they've given to the club and the team you would probably say Edward or Dembele mm. or still 
has the edge over him on that front. Yeah, I think as well, just the point of the tallow bit here, they're all kind of saying the ballet <coughs> Kyogo's been mentioned. I mean, Chris D, he said, as an Aussie, he loved the Faduka Larson duo. Obviously, Faduka it was, was brief. Faduka was ridiculous. Faduka was ridiculous. Yeah, wonderful. Was ridiculous, you forget about him, eh? Yeah, he threw, Is that a year he gave us? Is it a year he gave us? You and the half. Yeah. Then he went away. Yeah, nah. I bet it was about six months for that. Did they all go away? He went AWOL. Oh, I went AWOL. Uh, then went AWOL. Went away. I, I thought it was. Back as I thought it was at the Freeport. I mean. <laughs> I mean, everyone in the comments is kind of agreeing what you're saying. It's Dembele's been mentioned a lot. People are saying he was better than Eddie. And again, the comments and interaction, people are talking to each other. Again, the, the communities come in and force. They're, they're all debating who's the best. And it's, it's just great to see. And I just want to say a big cheers to everyone who's watching along for, for this cup oh, final special or cup semi final special. I mean, ching, it's, it's ching, the final weekend. Ching, ching. <laughs> see, this is, a, this is a curveball here, right? Lanky's come in. Right, and this wasn't on my topic list, but I do think it's a, I, I like them. And I'll come to yourself, William, for this. What about Van Hasseling? What type of player do you think he was a, a great player, or was he just. What way did you get him? I thought he was superb for us. I, uh, if you're talking about. It's a difficult because when you say the closest thing to Henrik, you, you try and think of a similar player, not necessarily an, an, a, a goal scorer or. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, Henrik was so well rounded. Whereas like Hessling obviously had big strengths in the air, he was a strong lad and all the rest of it. I thought like if you're talking about that as well, Scott McDonald was unbelievable for us yeah. for yep. a number of seasons. That year we had some big results and he scored some big goals, couldn't like in Europe as well, AC Milan's and stuff like that, and we did so well. Scott McDonald was a massive, massive part of that. He was he I think he goes under the radar a, a, a bit too much for me. Uh, and that team as well, I think in the last 30 years. They were, it was one of our most successful squads, but for me, it's probably one of our weakest squads that we've had in the past 30 years or so. But uh, there's any number of players I know. We've, we've had a lot of duds as well, but uh, up front, we've been, we've been quite fortunate to have uh, an abundance of talent over the years. Uh, but for me, I am if you're coming, if you're talking about the next best thing, I think the likes of Dembele and, and Edward for me are the, the two especially that stand out. I thought Dembele that season was unplayable. He, I think... We talk about well-rounded. I think Dembele's he he had it all. He's got strength, pace, power. His finishing's unbelievable. Uh, he could spot a pass and stuff like that as well. So I think he would probably be the closest thing. But saying that, I say it's the closest thing we've had. He's nowhere. He's in a he's in a different. Uh, he's nowhere. He's, aye, he's in a different strategy, universe. Yeah. Not even a aye, totally different planet. Not even a universe. He's nowhere near. But um, and I don't think we'll ever see the likes. Unfortunately, the times that we're in now, we're not going to see a player like that again. Uh, especially, well, not not for the duration that he stayed anyway, yeah. uh, and the loyalty that he's shown. Like I said, I respect that just as much, if not more, than the player he was. Don't see that now. I think, I think what Scott House says here is great, William. That that comes to me every time I think of Van Hasselink when he, when he scored that last minute goal against them to kind of the clinch yep. the league and stuff for us. He was brilliant that season. He was oh. superb yeah. that season. Aye. But, I mean, at the time, see the time when you were getting names in your shirt, you had to pay like fifty pence a letter and two fifty a month. Ah, fuck that! Uh, <laughs> that had to do five overs. 
I think my mom is like, get Pookie, get Pookie. Uh, <laughs> key. Uh, key, I, key. Hey, I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think as well, like, looking at the comments again, Hooper and Stokes have mentioned as a brilliant partnership. We're going to get the Gary Hooper quite quickly, actually. I'm going to move That's on here. The, the, <laughs> the Alan Thompson game. Anthony, where he scored 1-0 2005 for another Scottish Cup victory, another triumph for Celtic at Hamden. And Bernie Old perfectly summed it up, saying it's like a training ground for us. We always win there. It's like a day out. But these these games accumulate as part of history and unbroken history. Do like it? Do like it? I thought it was quite good. But again, Alan Thompson, Alan Thompson for me, another great player, not nearly enough recognised on the international scale, but always give us all for Celtic. Absolutely, he was a terrific player, and uh, yeah, he was always good for either a goal or a red card in a derby. Some of them, which we, you know, you can depend which one you preferred. Um, but yeah, he did. He scored the one in goal that day. Um, it was the first cup, cup final I actually attended. I managed to get a ticket kind of last minute that day, and uh, I can safely say it is a game that could have got football stopped. It is probably the worst cup final in the history of Scottish football, perhaps even football overall. It was absolutely dreadful. Um, I think Chris Sutton missed a penalty. We have about 10 minutes to go that day, and I, I'm not even sure the ball's landed yet. It was, it was <laughs> terrible. Even the goal itself, you know, even Tomo would agree that, you know, it was a, it was a deflected free kick. It wasn't one of his, uh, one, one, one of his better ones, but they all count. Um, and that was uh, obviously the, the Martin's final competitive game as, as Celtic manager. So, uh, yep, three Scottish Cups in five years. You can't really uh, grumble at that. Um, it's just a shame, obviously, we all remember the events of the week before, which would prevent it being a, a, a League and Cup double. But, you know, he, he signed off um, the way he entered the building with, with silverware. And, um, yeah, Alan Thompson played a, a massive part in that um, half decade of success. I think your friend comes in here, Ross, because you corrected me in his name. So, Paul, what is it? Paul what? It's not yeah. my friend. I just know how to say his second name. <laughs> 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 right, What's Paul Dyatt, is it? Paul how did you, how did you say it before, though? How did, how you, did say you say it before? Jet. 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 Does that mean his first name is Paul? Paul. Paul Jet. Ross, for this segment, he is your friend because everyone's friends in this right, podcast. Paul. He comes in. Hey, he comes in and says, "Scored against Bar. Scored against. Scored against Barca. Liverpool legend. Sums it up, doesn't it?" Aye, uh, uh, Alan Thompson in that period <laughs> under Martin O'Neill was, there you go, see, tell you it was diet. <laughs> like hearts, <Yeah>. the diets. <laughs> anyway, um, aye, Alan Thompson uh, in that period under Martin O'Neill was one of my favourite players and like uh, my big mate there, Paul, has alluded to, he scored big goals and big games uh, and no less the, the Scottish Cup final that we're talking about. Although, and at that goal, I have to say, I don't think he's trying to score. He's putting it into an area where it could go anywhere, hit anybody, hoping that a striker gets in the end of it. It just so happens that kind of, it goes through one of the Celtic I strikers think, first. Can't uh, mind who it was. And then it hits the Dundee United defender, mm. deflects it in off his ankle. But, um, I. It was that goal against Liverpool. Just be, I think it was just before half time. That was absolutely huge. Yeah, it wasn't he the only big goal he scored? He done it 
he scored last minute goals against Rangers. Uh, and absolute beauties, by the way. Not not just tap ins. He he was a, a class player. Uh, played in the what was it the left hand side he played on? Uh, aye, aye. I was wasn't sure there. <laughs> I remember him well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aye, no, he, he was a class player for Celtic and he he was that type where he played on the wing, but he wasn't your out and out jinking winger that Celtic are maybe used to down the years. But he was the type of winger that fitted into that Martin O'Neill team perfectly because they were all big, burly guys that could look after themselves. That's just what that yep. team was all about. And Alan Thompson fitted perfectly into it. Excuse me. And I know he probably didn't get as many caps as he might have got for England. But, I mean, that's with the greatest respect for that's Alan Thompson's to worry about it. What he, what he gave Celtic was unbelievable and he'll never be forgotten. And then he comes in and he's the assistant manager in a, a title winning team as well, or yeah. no assistant manager, but like coach or whatever. First team coach. After, first team coach, that was after Melby. Uh, so he's been part of success in the team and uh, in the backroom staff. And he's gave a lot to Celtic. He's a legend. See, you touch yes. on the international side of things. I think it just it's to, it just totally shows the ignorance of the English game. Because yes, if, if, um, I think what did he get one cap? One, uh, yep, and, half and a cap. And by the way, see, the, however many years he was with us, or even before and after, then um, England was struggling <laughs> on the left hand side. They were they put schools out there, the Joe Coles and all the rest of it. They never had a left left sided player. And I guarantee you, if he was even playing with, like, say, Everton or Aston Villa back then, he would have been in that team. Uh, it's just total ignorance of the Scottish game. So, uh, aye, up them, pretty yeah, much. I totally agree with that, Willie, because, I mean, you have to look... You look at, like, Stuart Downing's had more caps for mm. England than him, mm. purely because he was playing for... Middlesbrough. Like, that, middle of the road clubs in England. Stuart Downing isn't as good a player as Alan Thompson. And I know mm. they played in different eras, years, uh, maybe over lapped slightly but Stuart Downing was never a better player than Alan Thompson I think what another thing comes to mind here Franny as well like Paul Dad's come back in big friend of Ross we already know that but like, he, <laughs> like the, the scraps Still he's had with, Tuesday, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the scraps he's had with Rickson down here's God rest Rickson by the way obviously and I mean he told a story once I think it was Rickson they were neighbours he came to his house at like two, two in the morning after a a derby game, he was wanting to fight him and he had to call one of the DeBoer brothers over to get him back in the house. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the, the kind of personalities that, as Willie rightly said, they're the, the arrogance of English football, they ignore that. He was pure quality, European level quality and he played for Villa before Sally, didn't he? And then he joined us. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was he was just fantastic all round, wasn't he? Oh, and I was top, top player and stuff and like, see that, that lever, the goal against Liverpool, like just massive, it was massive that season also the touch that goes against Rangers and stuff. The guy and like you say, guy guy liked to fight with Rex and stuff and I think they were like really, really really friendly in that. Like, uh, yeah, pals, eh? I think they were really good pals and stuff, but it was just just showed the, the rivalry back then it sometimes went a wee bit further and Rixon's obviously coming to his door and things like that. But uh, I mean, Rickson did look a bit of a nutter, so it would have been some scrap because Thompson looked like he could look after himself. So <laughs> it would have been interesting, but uh, it was like uh, like it was Ross that said that that full team, that Martin's team, was just bought on like 
it was clearly footballers, but guys that also could look after themselves, like your Mialbys, Volhans, Bovaldis, all big brutes, but they could play Thompson's uh, pass off and that all could get the boot in. <laughs> and, uh, I, th- but, I think William's dog agrees with you. <laughs> either that, he's telling me to shut the fuck up. No, he actually said, <laughs> he said, I can Rickson and Tom are pals, but Ross and Franny are pals, and Ross still shoulder barges them in night suit and that. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've always said if he wants it. Bad day, yeah. bad memories of that day. I'm saying a good game, I'm saying a good game, I'm like he comes in again and goes, it's the same with Henrik and Gio, best pals. I mean, it's again, it's overshadowed, isn't it, with the game? They're, they're combative and stuff. We all think they hate each other. But... Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're best of mates now after whatever was said that time during the, the whole dugout fight, whatever probably no one said. But William, well, we someone do. mentioned Gary. We do. <laughs> well, I will. So, sorry. Well, what was it? Uh, McCoy said something about you need to tell your boys to lay off my team or my players. And Lennon said, I know your fucking players are waters. And oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Follow me with something else. But I actually didn't actually hear that, but fair enough. But here, you always mentioned Gary Hooper, right? Another cracking Celtic player. Someone mentioned the, the Stokes and Hooper partnership. I've heard you mention numerous times when I'm on the podcast. Just take it away. What was he like? Brilliant. That's why I didn't mention him earlier, because I knew we were going to come to him. But I, for me, I, I honestly, if he stayed and... I, I think he could have eclipsed Henrik's goal-scoring record. I honestly thought he was that good a finisher. If he stayed for years to come, I honestly think he could have eclipsed it. Uh, that se- the, 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 the first season, he was unbelievable. Uh, it, proper um, proper poacher, proper goal-scoring strike. Stokes, Stokes and him are a perfect partnership because Stokes likes to mm-hmm. come in deep and kind of play that number 10. And and the two goals, I think you're gonna, we're going to touch in the cup final against Hibs. Yeah. Both goals. Stokes he kind of takes it and he's out in the left and swings it to the back post. And and Hooper's just an absolute predator. I was honestly, there's only two players, even Henrik didn't cut me as much because we knew it was coming and, and he gave everything to the club for the years and years. See, when Hooper left, I was honestly absolutely devastated because I just thought this guy is absolutely world, world class, well, not world class, but uh, finishing ability. Is it unbelievable, and in that team as well, it, like that team was great as well. I know I, I, that, that it really reminds me of the striking team because it was all work horses. It was the Ledleys and uh, Wanyamas, and I love and Stokes and him up front. I thought were unbelievable, mm-hmm. and and Hooper's some of the memories. Like me and my dad had the season tickets, uh, and some of the memories of the game, especially that you know <coughs> game when he puts David Weir in his ass. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. That first touch, and then he's just got the composure to finish as well. Uh, I just, I just think he was an absolute born finisher, and I was really disappointed to see him go. I was actually quite like afterwards, and I'm not, a, I'm not like a hangy person, but I was quite glad to see his career go down the Swanee after <laughs> leaving us because <laughs> he could have stayed. And you, you see the, you see the players now that are even afterwards, and we've got you get smokers dinners, and, and, and like, if you're part of this club, you're always going to be part of it. You're a part of your family, even like Cadetti. Pardon me, that's um. Cadetti wasn't here very long, but he's an absolute cult hero and we love him. And every Celtic convention, or he's always there. Hooper could have stayed here for four, five, six, seven, eight years and, and, and had all of that and, and won trophies. Uh, and I was, uh, uh, it's him and KT, they're the two that have cut me up most when they've left. Absolutely yeah, devastated. I, I honestly think he could have been everything 
and the fact when he turned up, a bit like Iranovic, he turned up, he, he, he took the number 88 shirt straight away. Uh, just absolute clinical born finisher, and I think we were missing that for a long time, a proper uh, poacher. Much like what we've got in Giacomakis now, I think. Yeah, uh, you always not, say that. You always not, say that. Not, not as much, not as good a finisher, but that penalty box striker that's just always going to be in and about. He's not interested in, but I'm not interested in pulling it wide and, and creating space. <clears throat> I'm in the box. I'll be in that six yard box. You get the ball in here, and I'll put it in the back of the net. Well, and uh, I just absolutely awesome. adored them. I would, honestly absolutely adored them. I think it's Tane Hooper about two years to actually score a goal for the side of the box was, but I think it's scored about six goals in between that. Yeah. Did they not score against Spartak outside the box, no? Nah, I think it was Kilmarnock. His first goal shoot was Kilmarnock when we won the league when they got work with the team. Aye, but I mean, he scored a European goal outside the box, didn't he? I think he did. Uh, it. He definitely scored over there. Uh, I think you're right, Stephen. He scored that. Was that no header, I think? 3-2. See if we're going to... Um... The, the, the three-two game, uh, um, sorry, the 2-1 game, the night we qualified for the last 16, the home leg of that, that game, uh, that, that, that year, um, yeah, the, the ball kind of broke to him. The, the, their defender makes an error and he runs on to it. Oh, it's either it's right on the edge of the box or it's just outside. So I think you might be right, Stephen, yeah. And uh, yeah, puts it in the far corner. See, the thing is, see if you want to play the Glasgow Celtic way with flair and wingers and getting it wide. See, to be fair, like, see, looking at these comments, I've lost a few of them, so I'm not going to scroll back up and bring them up because they'll be here all day. But I mean, there was people, Alistair Jack said he thought grass was uh, greener on the other side. Fuck him. I mean, that's not really the cut and short of it, to be fair, Alistair. I think he was English, his family was still down there, and maybe he just wanted a chance. And like William said, his career did go down to Swanee a little after I think that. It was, I think it all comes back, sorry to butt in, but I think it all comes back to what we talked about with this English ignorance. Yeah. Because he talked about how he wants to play for England, and he's never he, he, he knew he was never ever going to get the opportunity playing for Celtic. And like we've yeah. touched upon, Ross has said it's Stuart Downing's a perfect example. You go away to Norwich or in fucking Everton or something like that, and you're in mid table, but you're banging in goals, you're going to get noticed, and you're going to get put mm. in the squad. Like said, David Nugent's and all that, they've all played for England yeah, and scored yeah. goals. He wanted that opportunity. He wanted that opportunity, and that's that's I think that's ultimately in the end why he left. And yeah, to be I, fair, I imagine he probably regrets it now, but can we get six but, million for him as well or something? Seven. 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 But see, to be fair, with hindsight, right? But see, when he left, I bet everyone has thought he would do a job at Norwich and score goals right. in the Premier mm-hmm. League. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just didn't happen for him. Didn't happen yeah. for him, but yeah. he, he was obviously in that mindset as well. Look what I've done at Celtic. I'm playing at my skin. I scored in the Champions League. Of course, I can go to Norwich, get mm-hmm. more money, and score goals in the Premier League. And if I do that, then I can maybe get a bigger move. That that's ambition. Yeah. You've got to. You, you can't really slag him from that. But that sentiment with Celtic, you want him to stay because, like you, Willie, I absolutely loved Gary Hooper. The only problem you want him to stay. Aye. The only problem with him and that is, like you say, is he wasn't the type that he'll get you goals, but he needs a service. And if you're Aye. playing, if you're playing for a team that's battling relegation, and you're playing, again, you're not, you're not going to get as many chances as, as what you're getting at Celtic. And Very true. Like if Lewandowski played for Norwich, I'm sure he'd score a few goals, but he wouldn't be scoring <laughs> half as many as what he's scoring at Bayern Munich. He scored, he scored me on Gary Hooper. I mean, see to be fair as well, like people are coming in saying Pookie scored goals, but that was championship level. Again, I, I totally agree with Ross. There's ambition and then there's greediness. I think Cooper was on the ambition side of things. I have to be honest about that. And Anthony, coming to yourself, I mean, Lanky67 brought up a comment a few a few pages back now because there is loads coming in saying 
Could you imagine if Alan signed a player from Scumford League One night, we would go nuts. But I, I don't really agree with that because oh, we're signing players like Kyogo, Hatate from unknown sources. What do you Matt think? Matt O'Reilly. Matt O'Reilly. Matt O'Reilly. For me, the th- th- two things that never interest me when Celtic are signing a player. Um, one is how much we've paid for him. And second is where, where they've came from. Because we have been littered and cursed um, over the years when we've made some of these more, shall we say, bling type signings that um, just simply don't work out. I mean, you think over the years, your Freddie Junberg's, um, you know, Yarisic to an extent worked out, but, you know, he didn't set the head on either either. <laughs> Thomas Gravison's certainly one that stands out as well. You know, how, you know, 2.5 million for Real Madrid, what could possibly go wrong? And, you know, it's one of the worst bits of transfer business we've ever done. Um, so you, 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 you can never, if, if Ange Postacoglu at this moment in time is fancying signing a guy for the lower leagues in England that he thinks he can mould and shape and, uh, and coach into the, become the type of player that he thinks can, uh, can sort of enhance our team, then I'm all for it. Um, because as his track record's not been too bad so far. Um, nice. what, 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 I, I think um, I, I, I think going back to what Wally says about Gary Hooper, yeah, he's, he's without question the greatest eight to eight in our history. I think. Your analytics uh, might challenge him for that soon as well. Good shot. Uh, you never Good know. Shot. You never know. Little fireballs. Uh, he's he's getting <laughs> in the mix. As well. but, uh, no, yeah, he's, he, he was a terrific player, and um, yeah, again, again, like we touched on about Edward as well. Big game player, always great for a goal against Rangers or um, in the Champions League as well. That's been. Yeah, if you're the, the, the top guy up front at Celtic, that's when you need to be on your top of your game, especially. And he delivered on more than one occasion. Yeah. And, and by the way, see how... Before. Sorry, Stephen. On you go. No, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, because we were talking about, obviously, his goals in that cup final against Hibs. And mm-hmm. we've obviously spoke about, like, players that come... Or who was the player you think came close to Larson or whatever? No, I'm not saying Hooper did. They were totally different types of player. But mm. his setting goal in that game had shades of the, mm. the Larson. Aye. I mean, Larson's was better. It was a more Aye. acute angle. But it was mm. very, very so similar. similar. And it was a Aye. tremendous header. And both of his goals in that game were absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Both similar. One with, the head, Aye. one with the head and the other one catches it. And both feet are off the ground. And he's, he's got his leg up pretty high and still controlled the finish into the back across the keeper. Two top-class finishes. That's just what Gary Hooper was all about. And let's not forget so the kit again. Kit with Wonderful kit. <laughs> Wonderful kit. Just kit. Kit. Scored goals. A black kit. That was a black kit. I think we need to do a one night on favourite away kits because yeah, I reckon that would be a fantastic show. We've done uh, favourite before, but I think we need to do so best away kits. Tracking kit. <laughs> just a quick one individually, right, before we move on to the next bit. Ross, Hooper or Dembele? Um, oh, he's a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Just I'm qu- away. Quick fart. Quick fart. Um, quick fart. Oh, God. I can't any idea. I'll go Hooper. Right. William's in. Dembele. Put your hands together, Stephen. Anthony. <laughs> I'll, uh, no, I would say oh, Dembele. Franny. 
I'm having to go reluctantly go down belly as well. Yeah, there's obviously Kevin's in the belly. Lanky six <laughs> Hooper, I mean, they are both good strikers. I just wanted to see uh, what the kind of the gauge was. Not. And Kenny came in. Ke- thanks very much, Ross. Kenny comes in and wants to know. I mean, he wanted to know what Ross is drinking, but I'll come down to visit. So I'll start with yourself, Ross. What are you drinking? All right, Jody. Well, I started off with a beer amaretti, but I only had one in the fridge. And the wife's actually away on holiday for a few days. So when the cat's away, the mouse will steal her. White wine, the wine. <laughs> Anthony, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm very, very boring tonight, mate, um, because I potentially might be picking uh, the missus up uh, later on. So I am drinking a very light Heineken Zero, uh, alcohol free, and it's as disgusting as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> William, well, help me out here. You must be drinking something, buddy. No, no, I'm just on uh, milk. Oh, man. <laughs> man. And a glass no, I've, got, I've, got, I've got all the kegs in the uh, <laughs> all the kegs in the boot for the the Sunday, but I went and got a few cans. My, yeah, it's my, nice. Uh, and Franny, what about yourself? One number eight myself, Stephen. Nice one. And I'm on the, the moose head, so we'll love it. Again, cheers to everyone once long. How is that, Stephen? Okay, it's actually quite good. It's Canadian. It's the first time I've tried it, but it's it's quite nice. What is that? About I put, I put missing my head tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Forty-six pounds of ale. Forty-six pounds of ale, son. Aye. Ah, this is premium stuff. Premium stuff. Premium stuff. Jesus. Premium stuff that you can't Right. We're moving on, right? And probably to the most important Scottish Cup <laughs> victory to cleanse the the unbeaten season under Rogers. I'll start with yourself, Franny, with this. Tom Rosick, injury time winner against Aberdeen. The place went absolutely insane. Kick-started the run to the quadruple treble, which has finished under Lenny and the team, but what an important time in history, wasn't it? Oh, just amazing. Absolutely amazing, Stephen. Just a typical Tom Rosick's goal as well. It's, it, it's not happening, is it? it was, he just had to mm. score a brilliant goal to, to, to win a game and stuff, and I think Johnny Hayes scored to put Aberdeen ahead of then Stuart Armstrong scored pretty quick after it or something. And then it was just kind of had I don't I'm not saying I had the feeling like we weren't going to to win or whatever, but we just Aberdeen had a, a did we not go to ten men in that game? Something's in my head that we went to ten men or something. Uh, I feel like Aberdeen had, so I just can't remember Aberdeen had a Jimmy great had chance. Uh, I was that what it was, and then they had a great chance. And I can't remember who it was, but should have probably squared it to Johnny Hayes and he was in. But it just Aye. had a feeling it was one of the ones, whoever scored the set, that the third goal was probably got to go in it. Not that Celtic was uh, particularly under the course that game, but then it was just one of the moments, just Tom Roggett just picked it up, danced his way through the Aberdeen defence and just tucked it away nicely and just sent hand and, and just mental and stuff. Then you see... You get that picture of Craig Gordon down in his knees and stuff, just yeah. up like this and stuff. Or it was just, it was absolutely amazing just to to win the treble and actually do it undefeated is madness, absolutely yeah. madness and unthinkable when you think about it. It's, it's yeah. crazy. And it, it was just it, a perfect goal to, to do that. And as a cracking game. And before we move on here, my granddad's come in, guys, and I just find this quite funny that he's saying this. Basically, is. Stephen is William and Ross twins. 
Handsome <laughs> <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Step brothers. <laughs> but Ross, like, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so much room for activities. That's you, cause the wife's away from me. I mean, great to watch the ground, great to watch along. We'll be watching the game together as always. But I mean, Lanky sixty seven came in here, Ross, and said. Tierney went to hospital that game. That, that yeah. famous photo, his jaw was busted. He was run up the lift that trophy. A cracking all-round game. The Rogers game obviously clinched it. But what it meant for us going forward, I mean, five years on, Rogers is still in the team. It's crazy, isn't it? Aye. And to think, I was actually speaking to somebody today. I was working at a guy's house who's actually a big Ranger supporter. And we were talking about Tom Rogic. And he was saying to me, like, he, he is like unbelievable he says when Rangers were trying to build back up and stuff and you thought that like this is for his point of view as a Rangers fan he would he would say like just when you thought you were getting close in a game against Celtic you were like right we're in this here Rockets would just pop up and curl one into the far corner with no back lift and just kill you and it, that just for me sums up Rogic and I thought it was a great insight into an opposing fans view yeah, on Rogic. I agree. Because yeah. everybody can, all the Celtic fans can talk about how good he is. And he was almost out the door last year. And a lot of guys were of the opinion that, okay, not not good riddance, not as bad as that, but like he'll no be missed sort of thing. And for me, I always thought, I don't want Rogic to go. I, I, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. And when you look at down the years, the players we've sold for big money, how nobody from down south has come in for Tom Rogic and took him for a big fee is absolutely baffling and beyond me because he is technically phenomenal. Technically, for Rogers, for, for, well, let, let's say for Rogic came to Celtic, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that's came in and out Parkhead's doors that are, are technically as good as Tom Rogic. He's an absolute magician. He's he's just got a wand. A foot. The ball sticks to his feet. You can't shrug him off the ball. And that goal against Aberdeen absolutely epitomised what Tom Rogic is all about. He had absolutely no right to score that goal in the pissing rain pitch starting to get a bit waterlogged and it just it, it, it was a perfect time and a perfect goal to cap off that season and it was so fitting and amazing and I remember, I don't know how it just ended up me and Franny because usually there's more who's <laughs> watch the game together but we're just sitting watching that and my bit I think we'd had a few beers and you're like, you just couldn't believe, he's picked the ball up and you're like right okay Maybe get into a bit of space, find a ball into the box, a hopeful ball, try and get a goal late on. It, it was like the last kick of the ball, basically. Yeah. No Tom Rogic. He beats one, two men. And before you know it, he's in the box. He's he's through and goal. But I say through and goal, but it's it's an angle. Keeper's no chance. And me and Franny just total elation. A huddle with just two folk in the middle <laughs> of the level. Uh, eh, that was that was uh, <laughs> that was later on, mate. I don't do six. I don't do 69s before eight o'clock. <laughs> Meal for two. <laughs> but aye, 
I mean, I described that goal well, and you absolutely slight tackled me for the back there. <laughs> nah, see, but I, just that's yeah. Tom Rogic in a nutshell. See, see to be fair, there's another comments coming in here on Flea. Like he's 67, he's been with us nine seasons. This is by far his best season. Um, Joe Finley sums it up here, I think, perfectly. He has added work rate and tackling first touch I stand on, obviously. Do you think he's aged like a, a fine wine, that old saying? Uh, perhaps even as well as the one that Ross is uh, scooting mm-hmm. away at uh, just now. I'm getting I, I, Tom I, I, Rogic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's an absolutely terrific player. Um, and again, like some of the other players we've mentioned beforehand, all about doing it in the big games. Um, Tom Rogic always brings it in a derby game, uh, which is why I, I, I imagine he'll be on the team again uh, on the start of the come Sunday. Uh, Stephen, but going back to the game that day, I mean, I would always say stopping the 10 in 98 is maybe the most important uh, thing I've witnessed as a, as a Celtic yeah. uh, fan. Um, beating Barcelona was up there. I think a few big derby wins as well, obviously. But I think just in terms of utter elation, I mean, we were going earlier, but what we were saying about it, the, the 2 1 scoreline synonymous with, with Celtic. You think about it, we were 1-0 down in Lisbon, we were 1-0 down in the centenary season uh, that we were talking about, and we were 1-0 down that day as well. We were also 1-0 down going for the treble treble as well, and ended up winning uh, the lot. But that game was just incredible. It was not We dominated a lot of games that year, and we were definitely the better team on the day that day, but you just felt that those nerves that, you know, one slip-up, which very nearly happened, and it could all, it could all go to pieces. Um, you know, it'd been you know, 16 years by that point since we'd seen Celtic win a treble, uh, and it's yep. incredible to think that Tom Rogic secured us a fourth, and then here we are, um, merely a few years later, and we're going for our fifth one in six years. Um, it's incredible, but uh, yeah, wrong way away for that yet. But here's hoping, yeah, uh, we can get the business here's done hoping. on Sunday, 100%. Absolutely. And then Willie Scott Howe comes in here going. He was meant to be going to some oil-rich league. Thank God he never. And 100%, I, I, I mean, I think we're all that season not really too bothered, but this season he's shown what a player he is. And I'll tear it up with yourself here. Kevin, Rosie is the iconic player since Larson. What oh, you said about that one? That's a big statement. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think I would go that far. But um, <laughs> that day that was, that, that cup final was one of the best days of my life. Tony, we were, <clears throat> there was a squad of us went through to Malone's in Glasgow. Um and nobody had any nails left and you could cut the atmosphere with a knife and it was just I'm never I don't think I've ever ever celebrated or felt elation like that goal ever mm-hmm. in my life. And there's been yep. many big goals we've scored and, and many many situations you've been in. I've never ever felt anything like it. I don't know if it was because of the season, because of the invincibles and all the rest of it. I think when we talk about Tom Rogic and this has been his best season ever. For me personally, I, I, yes, he's improved, but I don't. I, it's not so much about that. I think it's because he's getting given the minutes. Even under yeah. Rodgers, he wasn't getting given full games. He was getting hooked off after an hour, and, and like the guy is is sensational. Like Ross says, we, I mean, we've touched on it before. He could find space in the phone box with, with Gemma Collins, and every time he gets a, it's as a player. As a player in games, especially big games, when the crowd's on top of you, for you to be able to look up and trust somebody and know somebody that you can play it at his feet and he's quite happy to take it with three or four players around him and keep hold of the ball 
and give it the old and in that game when he picked up it's it's funny if you it'd be amazing if you'd be able to look back and just see slow motion and you can see everybody just start to go as soon as he picks the ball up and then he beats one player on two and you're just like is he is he has he done it and i don't think there's a more iconic uh well, there is more iconic Caesar. Caesar holding up that trophy, that <laughs> famous trophy in '67. But that, see him in the rain pulling that shirt, celebrating that goal. That that image is just gives you goosebumps when you look back at it. Tom Rogic is a proper, proper player, and he's a, he plays the Celtic way. Um, and he's magic to watch, and he gets bums off seats, and he's doing it this season now more than ever. And I think it's because he's been given minutes, because the gaffer instills confidence in him. And uh, I think there's much, much more to see for him. I'm so, so, so glad we didn't get rid of him. I'm like Ross. When everybody was saying, Aki, we'll get rid of him. He's not a big loss. He, can, he only plays 60 minutes a game anyway and all the rest of it. I was like, oh, no way, please. And like you said, he does it in the big games. The boy's just an absolute magician. Um, plays with slippers on. He's just absolute magic. And by the way, see, saying that, we've got another boy that I think is coming in and he's 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 a younger version, but he's came into the squad this season and I think he's he's gonna be unbelievably talented. He showed that with his two goals at the weekend. O'Reilly, for me, yeah. is Rogic through and through. And I think he's gonna learn a lot. I think there's gonna be some battles between the two of them to get that position. And uh, it's a magical position for us to be in because the two of them are unbelievable players. Um and I I agree, I think Rogic will I know we're going to the, the Sunday. I think he'll start Sunday, and, he, and he's been tremendous this season. He's been right up there for for um, one of the best players we've had <coughs> this year. And uh, I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think the gaffer coming in, and he's had previous with him. Um, uh, it's just it's just magic to see every time Tom Rogic is on the ball, you get excited, and that's what football's mm-hmm. about for me. He's like a Lubo, and he's like all these guys we've had in the past. As soon as the ball goes to them. The bums are off seats, ready for something exciting to happen, and uh, he's done it. He's done it plenty of times this season. That first half against Hibs away, he, oh. <laughs> I've never seen a first half of football like that. There was four or five of them trying to give him a WWE move just to just to keep holding him because he was just dancing rings around everybody, uh, looking for more of the same on Sunday. And listen, he's got plenty of goals against them uh, previously. Uh, I, I think I'll maybe stick a wee tenner on him this week, uh, this Sunday as well to get one. Like and I think I think as well. Um, if strictly come dancing, I've been two dancers. Him and O'Reilly are definitely up there, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to see me. Nah. <laughs> By the way, dancing West Lothian. <laughs> I'd go as far to say that O'Reilly and Rogic might be the next same sex couple on Strictly. <laughs> I mean, like, wouldn't it be a show? See, Just give them the trophy, the new man. Aye. I don't even I think, think Big Yaranis could cope with Big Tom. <laughs> It'd be a glitter football instead of a glitter ball, they would. <laughs> right, I enough. think what sums it up as well. Remember the goal we all seen at Paradise when we were in the Real McCoy? Just, he just tortured him and put it in, run from Aye. the halfway line. Oh, 
there's three oh. players just gone with me. What just happened there? How's he got by He's me? gone. Aye. Too busy looking at his hair. Quick one day as all here. It's a lot of Quick one day as all again. What's like it did in the last topic? Come to yourself, Ross, first. Um, Rosie's been there nine years. Crazy to think we signed him from, I think it was, was it Melbourne? From a Nike Academy or something? Uh, was, will he uh, go down? Will, will he go down as a Celtic legend? 100%. Absolutely. The, the guy that... The, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't finished. I was 100%, but I was going to say the guy that scores the winning goal in the last minute to clinch the invincible treble is going to be a legend. Yep. Anthony. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep, well, 100% like, what Ross said. I think it's difficult, right? Because the word legend gets thrown about a bit too much. Is it legends or is it like, is icons like Billy McNeil Larson and these guys legends are, are, are behind them or is it because yeah, I just I think that's bad about a bit too much. Saying that, mean, saying that, he's won, like, the likes of Bruni and Forrest and all that have been there, they were there the same length of time or, or well, a wee bit longer but Won, he's won countless titles, countless trophies, and like Ross said, he's going to definitely go down through and and Celtic folklore as a hero, an icon, a legend, whatever it is, whatever you make your mind up is because of that goal and that final. Yeah, hundred percent. Come to yourself, Franny, to round it off here. I mean, Lanky sixty seven is a bit concerned about you here, buddy. <laughs> what are you saying about the whole legend thing? I'm just moving. <laughs> I'm just moving so you can't just start a couple of quarters. Uh, I could be a legend. By the way, by the way, I think, um, I think Lanky's actually made more comments than you tonight. Well, we get him on the point. <laughs> and then dust around it off. Kevin comes in here. Iconic, maybe a better word. Who knows? We'll we'll see what he produces mm-hmm. here in the next coming mm-hmm. games. And he, oh, albeit like he's a fantastic player, I believe he'll be lads and he'll go down as that hundred percent. But guys, we're one hour in. I think it's fair to say we're going to run over a bit. So everyone who's watching, we appreciate you staying along, keeping night, all the interaction man. going. Well, and your face, really? John Thomas. Friday night, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. I think it's I think it's fair to say we're all enjoying it. It's it's good crack. But before we kind of tailgate into the upcoming semi final against Sevco Rangers, <laughs> Newco, the Rangers, whatever you want to call them. We'll have to talk about the, glad, well, the Celtic the Celtic Player of the Year awards have been coming out. The Fulton is open. It's out and individually again. Will they come to you? Who's your Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year and goals, the Goal of the Year? Well, I've actually, I went and voted online and it's, it was so difficult. It really, really was. It was so difficult. For I, me, I thought it was quite easy. You just press you? the name <laughs> that you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your woman's player of the year, Ross? Uh, the one that I fancied the most. For player of the year, honestly, you could pick anybody in the squad and I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you. But for me, it's got to be the captain. Um, he's grown into that role. We've talked about it so much, over the, especially over the past few weeks, about how he's came in and he, he's he's absolutely nailed the role down and he is the, he's the absolute epitome of the of our team and our squad and what we what we stand for and the gaffer said it yourself after the big result last Sunday <laughs> Captain Cal was the main man and, and everybody he led to the front and everybody uh, so for me I would I would have to go Cal Mac just I think if Kyogo wasn't injured for four months he possibly 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 could have eclipsed him. Um, Young player, it's got to be a badder. I think he's absolutely yeah. 
his his stats are incredible, by the way. I know like, he's he's came in. He's he's still only like, nineteen year old or something. <clears throat> his stats are incredible, and and what he's done since he's came in was superb. And he's been asked to play in a diff- number of different positions. He's definitely got one for the future. Hopefully, we keep hold on for a long, long time because he's a real, real, real prospect. Now, the goal was the toughest in them all, and, and again, there's lots like. Um, and by the way, I think one that's been bypassed a bit much was uh, Calmax against Midland, where he's he's hit it, turned it on the chest oh, and hit that oh. volley. On <clears throat> what a goal! And uh, O'Reilly's at the weekend that was was in there as well. I know it was only recent, but that's unbelievable. Yes, everybody that's watching Martin K as a nail. Cheers, Martin. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go Kyogo's. <coughs> I, I, I went for Kyogo's second in the cup final because um, the first half was a bit tetchy. The guys was like 60% fit and won, won the game himself for us with his movement. Uh, they had scored. His first goal was different class as well, by the way. The, <laughs> yeah, first, touch, yeah. the first touch and finish. But the second goal, uh, again, quick movement in the lob. Uh, and the celebrations afterwards just so that for me that was probably one of my favourite moments of the season so I went for yeah. that I think in the comments as well Paul Dad's come in Carl Mack Abada and Kyogo's going in the final um, Alistair what Jack one? great shout for this Carter Fickers Carter Fickers player of the year Kyogo goal of the season for Hibbs Abada young player of the year Lanky67 wants us to do as a transfer request um, Martin to replace, re- replace Franny <laughs> so <laughs> Franny's on a Bosman. Franny's on a Bosman in three months. Fucking cheers. Anthony, what are you saying about the the awards? Where your head's at with the players? I've not voted yet, mate, but um, yeah, I I must admit that my three will be the same. Uh, McGregor (coughs) has to be playing the year. If there's there's been a game where he's been below an eight out of ten, I've still to see it. Um, and you can't argue with what Abad has done, young lad coming over here in these sort of you know, uncertain times. Um, with a big price tag as well. You've, you know, we've got to think, but, but he's, I think he might even be a most expensive signing last summer. To be spent, I think we spent more on him than we spent on Kyogo. Um, Who? So you know, Abad. Oh no 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 Abad no no no. Yeah, man. Well, I think he was about five million. Uh, Where's the match in it? Where's the match in it? Uh, There's about half a million between but, them, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, but still it's a massive outlay on, on a teenager. Uh, still, yep, still a massive outlay on a teenager, and um, he's come in. He's been off the boil a couple of times, but he's always rolled back. Scored a great goal in the three 0 in Derby against uh, against Rangers as well. So. He's he's right up there for young player of the year, uh, captain for player of the year, um, yeah. and O'Reilly's goal would be a very close second. I would say, but the goal in the cup final. I mean, that's. I, I still can, you know, me. I'm pretty decent with, with words, but I, it's just everything. <laughs> it's one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. Absolutely, I could watch it all day on repeat. It's uh, the goal equivalent of Modric's assist uh, during the week. Oh, there. that was ridiculous. Stunning, I've stunning not seen it yet. And um, oh, yeah, mate, we, just, we have, to, um, <laughs> have to give him uh, the goal of the season to Kyogo. Just go Google it. Brilliant. Kenny <laughs> <Kelly> comes in. <laughs> Kenny comes in. Ross says. <laughs> Cal Mag player of the year, a Barry Young player of the year, Chloe Warrington women's player of the year, 
Goal of the season, much like Anthony said, although Anthony picked it for second, O'Reilly against the Johnson, 40-odd passes, thing of beauty. Are you agreeing with that? Me? Yeah. Um, no, guy, I'm not asking you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you tell Franny, it's shite getting company last, isn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to switch it up. I'm not left on his last phrases. I know. Listen, um, I can't even mind what the guy said now, to be fair, so uh, I'll just tell you what mine is. <laughs> Cal Mack, player of the year. You, you can't argue with that. My player of the year, I think both Wally and Fran have went with Cal Mack. I've went with Carter Vickers. Purely... You're just telling everybody what I've went with, aye? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm going to tell anybody what I'm going with. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. The name of 69's this cup final. No, I don't know. It's, did he ask you? No. So what are we on about here? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Crack, <laughs> Crack on, Ross. Crack on, Ross. Crack on. Aye. I've went with Carter Vickers player. Just purely because... Uh, has been unbelievable. The, the, the guys have made great cases for him to be player of the year. And I, I, that's not a thing I can disagree with. The only reason I went with Carter Vickers is because although he came in at the end of the transfer window, <clears throat> he came in, he's been a mainstay and he's like been totally so important to what Celtic have wanted to do defensively. And I think you start you build for the back. Uh, and Cal McGregor's had he had a wee period out of the team and due to his facial injury, uh, and we did cope without him. And I'm not saying for a long period we could cope without him. Carl McGregor is the only one in a midfield three that's nailed on. But for me, Carter Vickers has been in that team constantly. He's never missed a game. And he's, he's just paramount, paramount to what we do at the back. He's a phenomenal player. And in recent weeks, in big games, he's popped up with, with big goals. So that that's the only reason. But again, I can't disagree with Cal McGregor. You, you could give him yeah. a paper. There's a, a number of guys who have been outstanding for Celtic this year, and it just pays to the season we've had. Uh, young player of the year, I think it's if anybody says anybody yeah, other than a, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if anybody says. Any anybody other than Abada for young player of the year, then you've not watched Celtic this season, and that's the only reason. Because like, Anthony outlined it perfectly, I can't I can't add to it. Just yeah. if you no. don't if you don't think it's him, you've not watched Celtic. Uh, and goal of the season again, like Wally, such a difficult choice. Uh, again, I can't disagree with what the guys have said, but I've picked Rogic because. In a season, purely because in a season of the collective, that was an individual piece of brilliance, uh, and that's the only reason I picked it. It was, it, it was like we've touched on. It was again Tom Rogic at his ultimate best, gliding by players, dropping the shoulder, and then that finish that is totally synonymous with him. Left peg curls it into the far corner, just uses a defender. Beautiful goal. Absolutely beautiful goal, and we were all in that pub 
Anthony was there in yeah. body, but not in mind. It was a great <laughs> day, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was capped off. <laughs> I capped off with that beautiful goal. That's so I went for that. Brilliant, mate. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. And Franny, don't think I forgot, buddy. My deadly duo <laughs> partner, the best to last, as always. You, you know what I'm like. You know what I'm like. But Me I mean, there's, there's a couple of there, there's a couple of shouts in here. Paul Dent, your friend again. Ross comes in saying, "Hearts another shout." Um, Chris D, CCV, um, Ricky Hatate's picked. <clears throat> he's picked Hatate's goal against the Jambo. So far away. What are you going with? Well, I think you could you could make a case for Joe Hart, and uh, you could make a case for well, Ross has made a valid case for for CCV. I think I, I wouldn't necessarily argue against that. For me, it has to be Callum McGregor as well. It's just he's taken to that captain's role and just taking his game to a, a different level. And like Anthony said, he's been so consistent throughout the season. Even just a couple of weeks ago, him and Tom Robertson fairness just taking that game by the scruff of the neck, and we're like, right, we're not getting beat today. So for me, I. It had to be Carl McGregor, but like I say, you could make a valid case, I think, for Joe Hart and for Carter Vickers. Uh, young player here, like everybody said, it's especially with the, the candidates, it's got to be a badder. It's got to be a badder. Mm. Like Stephen Welsh, I think he's just there just because they've got a homegrown player in it. They want to have that there. Tumble, he's there for giggles. Yeah, if Tumble didn't get injured, I think he's, in, he's, he's definitely in the argument. And if O'Reilly's there for the start of the season, he's in the argument. But it's just, a badder's not had a had an injury, so to speak, and I think that's what's kind of caused Tumble not to come into that the equation for young player of the year. But uh, and my goal this season, I'm going to the cup final again. But I've actually went for the first goal. Ah, uh, what a I just, goal, man! I just like, the touch, the touch and finish. The first touch, is absolutely ridiculous. And I actually think it was Ro- Ross and Wally's favourite player, Gregory, that that set it up as well. I think he just clipped the Gosh, ball that's over. Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just clipped over and just that, that first touch, like... Uh, she got his right to kick had, off as well. Uh, they have, they Pyro did. hadn't even hadn't even went out by this point. Didn't even have a clue what had, was going on. It was like the ball was in the net and just... I uh, just... I mean, the second goal was ridiculous as well, but for me, I just... Yeah. The touch and finish, because it was just... It was so instant, just the way he killed it and just stroked it in. It was, ah, it was brilliant. Yeah. I think if that I'm, was the one to win it, see if that was the goal to win it, I think I would have picked that. But see, sorry, just to jump in as well, Ross, brilliant point again, as usual. Best on it. No. There's, uh, <laughs> listen, listen to this guy. There's, uh, there's, uh, you there's, get out of my I was I totally agree with what he's saying with CCV, but I, I, but I also think the same with Calmac. And mm. I would probably say Joe Hart as well. We've talked about in the last, especially the last few weeks, about how how much your squad is. No, 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 I'm not 100%. Man. Ah, no yes, way. man. No way. Hey, let's go around <laughs> and ask about. Uh, Captain. <laughs> I would, uh, aye, what was I saying? Aye. We talked about how, how much your squad, like, what a job Postacoglu has done, and um, like we've got a number of players that are like unbelievable talent in each position. We've talked about how if Rogic comes out and O'Reilly goes in, there's not a massive drop-off. But Ross is bang on. There's players in this team, if we lose them, we're, we're up six feet without a paddle. And when he said that, I, started, I was going through the team and I thought, him, Calmac, and Joe Hart are the three. I would probably say that if one of them comes out of the team, we are, we're, in, we're in trouble. We're in a bit... And that's, that's, and that's not saying that... Every, and that like Kyogo's 
Kyogo is probably our best player, but we've, he's went away for three, four months and we've not missed him. So I think if, Joe, if the likes of Carter Vickers or Joe Hart came into the team, we would properly, properly miss them as a team. So yeah. I, I reckon I reckon as for player of the year, one of the three for me, I would not argue against you. But see what you're saying there, Willie, about obviously, I, I totally agree, Hart, um, Carter Vickers and Kalmak. Uh, that's essentially the spine of the team, and then you've said Kyogo comes out, and I think, I we, we haven't missed Kyogo, and I think that's only because of how well Giacomakis has been the second half of the season. 100%. Is there somebody that can come into Hart's role? No. And do the same job. Is there somebody that can come into Carter Vickers' role and do the same job? No. Kalmak? No. And I think if Giacomakis wasn't there, then 100% Agreed. we'd have missed Kyogo. But no, because of Giacomakis, and that, that, you can't, that, that's the biggest compliment you can pay that guy. And even when you talk about, see, when like the start of the season, we were all saying that if we don't sign Jota, it's the it's the craziest thing that Celtic Board have ever done. And I know there's talk of him; he's getting offered three times as much at Benfica now to go back, and it's his it's his home club and all this all the rest of it. And if I heard this at the start of the season, I would like probably be on my knees, I'd probably in the fetal position in the shower greeting. But <laughs> but at this moment, time, and and, I, and and I'm not. There's no way I'm saying that I want to look. I would. I, I want nothing. I think it should be a priority for Celtic to get CCV and Jota in next year and see if we did and did no more transfer activity. Obviously, there'll be a bit of uproar and stuff. I think we need one or two more, but I, I think I'd be pretty happy to be honest with you. Yeah, pardon me. I want to keep I, him, I think... but but there's two or three. Uh, if he goes now, I, I'm not going to be too devastated because there's two or three that can come in that are unbelievable, like Ross said in the last pod or two pods ago. Maeda's an absolute shoe in for the left wing now, and we've got plenty of players now to back up these now players. Yeah. I think it's I think it's well before we move on here. Some mentions in, in the comments section. Alistair Jack surprised you boys didn't mention Taylor, but their true colours quite <laughs> nice when, when the real the real players on the thing. Um, <laughs> I mean see to be fair, Brown Warriors come come in and, and comment up there awfully coming to you saying your top's brilliant. He really likes the top, so thanks for that. Brown Warrior is a great top. We all like it as well. Like Brown, Brown Warrior always comes in with brilliant comments. Joe Finley ah, said he's, he's quite Meira, based on the food of the season, I think the players will thought that. What a team player. Unbelievable. Kevin, mm-hmm. Hart, CCV, Star, and Cal Mike have been a diamond for this league. Has been one on. I totally agree with that. Well, if mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket here, but I think we're aiming towards this league head on the travel. And we'll move on, boys. Please, Drum please. roll, please, to the cup semi final. Against. <laughs> against Sevco, Rangers, Le Rangers, Anthony. There's been Old some fun. breaking team. Old <laughs> firm FC. I, new aye. firm FC. I. What was that brand <clears throat> and all about? It was embarrassing. But like, honestly, there's been some team news coming out of Celtic in the recent days. Posta Coglu's confirmed that Yakimakis won't be fit. Rangers are coming off the back of a, a result against nine men who were broken, couldn't run anymore. Braga, <laughs> now they're in the, the semi, semi-finals, which is great of European competition. We always said that we'll get there. I'm not going to lie, I do. But this game, based on previous results, I'm still confident. How you feeling? Yeah, I mean, the game in February, we absolutely blew them away. It was um, just absolutely sensational stuff. And when we had to fight for it, my Ibrox, we did the same thing. Um, so, confident in terms of, not in, in an arrogant way, but I'm 
the evidence suggests that Celtic are more than up for this and are more than prepared uh, to battle to get our place in the final. I think, um, obviously, Ross was just saying there about um, Yakimakis' contribution in the absence of Kyogo uh, since Christmas has been absolutely vital and it's, it's a big blow that he's not going to be able to feature. Um, but if you've if you're a guy who's stepped up, can't make it, it's always good to know that the best player in Scotland's, uh, you know, he's there in reserve uh, to step in. <laughs> so we know he's not going to be 100% fit, but we've seen what uh, you can do at Hamden when he's only 60-70% fit. Um, but we need everyone to be on their game. In every sense of the world, this is a historic weekend. Obviously, you've got the, the small matter of Hibs and Barps tomorrow uh, before... Yep. Um, and uh, the bootleg Rangers take to the field on on Sunday, so it's going to be it's going to be an event. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Um, we're going to be uh, if they think you know, and, and you know you have to you have to give them credit. You know that's them. They got their sixth win in European competition last night, so that's them finally tied with us in terms of wins in the tournament this competition uh, this year. But fair fair play to them. You, you can't take away from uh, you know. Getting to a, a semi-final, it's uh, it's you know has has often fair play. It was um, it was a great result um, against nine men, but you know we um, we're ready and uh, we're ready to go and uh, we'll see he's on the pitch. You just you just drop it in there, don't you? Hopefully, he does move on quick. Oh, that's brilliant! How you did, but like probably we salt begging on there. But probably coming coming to your coming to yourself second. Second, <laughs> so you've got time here. I mean, this game, as, as Anthony said, a story weekend. There's uh, two derby games: the Edinburgh derby, the Glasgow derby. They, I know they have posters and all flags and otherwise, but their branding is up their hole. But get get into it. Yes, Anthony's right. They've they've, they've get in. They, they are getting into a, a European semi final, which is great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Celtic, I want us to be there. Our challenge. <laughs> Stop making me laugh, Ross. And then you, you've got our reason for him getting to these games. We smashed them, and then we fought for a win. <laughs> how you how you feeling? I I don't think you can be in it, but confident. Obviously, you could look at uh, Rangers' victory last night, and it could give them a wee boost going into it. I know they went into the extra time and stuff, so they could have some tired legs. But the fact that they got a positive result, albeit against the nine men, it can give them a wee boost going into that game. But they're still missing. Morello, so I think, is key as a as a big key factor for them. I think Harlander is possible out Barisic potentially, although he shot the nest, he's maybe shot the nest again. So I think he went off injured, so he might not actually be playing. Uh, so, aye. And, uh, but like Anthony was saying there, that the game in February, we, we absolutely blew him off the park. Then just a couple of weeks ago, we, we apparently played Rotten, we won again. So it was just... Uh, We've got to, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> you've got, you've got to, you can't be anything but confident. I think Jackie Market, I'm not without the benefit of I'm, it's. I wouldn't say it's a blow Jackie Market's been out because obviously Kyogo's came back. Yeah, it'd have been great. Kyogo, it'd have been great. Obviously, Jackie Market's been available because I think even personally for me, both fit and fire, and I would probably in this game start a Jackie Market support Kyogo. I just think he's, he's suited for it. <laughs> and, uh, but it's good that obviously Kyogo's coming back it would obviously be better if he had more games under his belt to be up to sort of the mark sharpness and stuff but 
at least we've got him to fall back on, so to speak. So the way the way we've been playing, the form we're on, the last two games against them, you've, you've got to be confident. I think the, the pressure's more on them to to win this because domestically, for me, for me, the league's done. There's no way we lost more than two games out with five left. So they're Agreed. domestically, their season's riding on Sunday. So similar to the game at Ibrox. For me, more of the pressures on them. They have to win on Sunday. How like how they had to win a couple of weeks ago as well. So I think yeah. I think that kind of plays into your hand. And if Kyogo starts through the middle, we'll actually see how their defence can cope with with him through the middle because he only got a forty-five minutes essentially through the middle and played the first half out left to accommodate a guy that didn't actually want to be there. So you've got to be confident going in this game, Stephen. 100%. I mean, we're always confident, aren't we? And then when, when I was now Chris Deacon... last season. <laughs> I will. That's yeah. true. Chris Deacon comes in and said, Anne says we play our best football in the last part of the season. Let's make it ugly. What you said to that one? Yeah. I, I, that The last game last week, I was super, like crazy, supremely confident we were going to beat them. I don't know why. Just running form. Their running form wasn't great. Morelos was out. This was obviously a big miss. Um, I, I'm still very confident, not as confident as I was last week. I don't know if it's because, like what Franny's saying about pressure there, I, I think all the pressure's on us. Um, we are the mass, I think we are massive favourites. This is their be-all and end-all. Like, um, they're going to give everything, they'll throw everything at us. Uh, and, and it's a cup game, it's a one-off game, and anything, anything can happen. But I'm, I, I'm supremely confident. I think that Jacobakis is going to be a big miss. I really do. I think he's absolutely just bullied the the, the, the two set the centre half in the last two games that we played them. Uh, but Kyle was a, a totally different animal, and uh, they're going to come up against a totally different style, and uh, that could throw them. Uh, and, and like we said, Kyle was uh, arguably our best player. If he starts, I'm assuming he's going to start. Um, for my aiders on at the moment, I just don't think any defence is capable of even. Like, even putting a hat on him, he's he's just like it's like the like we talked about the road runner. Every time you you're looking over your shoulder, every time you got the ball, to get that pressure on top of you is immense. I think we're flying at the moment. We can play any number of players. Like I said, like obviously I think I think Rogic will start, but if we started a rally on Sunday, I'm not going to be disappointed. Um, I think we're we're far superior at the moment. I think our squad is far superior to names. In every position, uh, and even the guys on the bench that are coming in this position, I think are better than most of their players. They've just had a a, um, a big game against nine men, and went the extra uh, extra time. There's more minutes in their legs. Uh, I think everything's in our favour, and uh, I can't see anything other than a Celtic one. To be honest with you, I think it's a kind of a I think a good thing to win in the extra time, isn't it? I think that, as you said, the fitness may play a part. And Kenny here... 100%. I said that last night. Think, I said, I don't, even if they win, I don't care. See if they've got the extra time, just to have the extra minutes in the legs. It's a yeah. massive thing. Yeah, I think Kenny sums it up, Ross. They'll come out quick again, trying to get a goal and kind of get through the momentum and get a bit of adrenaline going. But if we stop that, match that pace, I'm like, well, William, I think we should win. It's not arrogance. I'm just confident. Um, I, I agree with... But... What your man's just said there, I can't mind his name. <laughs> 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 Literally on the screen one second ago. Obviously, no pal- obviously no pals with him, eh? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> no, my name, I'm no palsy, but Kenny's one of them, kid. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with uh, Kenny there and what he's saying, that in the sense that if Celtic come and play their game right and they play the best they can, then Celtic are a better team than Rangers for me. And that's no me got the green-tinted specs on. But if Rangers bring a European-type performance at Ibrox that they have brought on numerous occasions, then I, I think that's what Rangers need to do to win the game. And that sounds pretty obvious, but what I mean by that is, like, when Celtic are at their best, Carter Vickers and Starfelt pass it to each other with heart, and they pass it, with, and they're no under any pressure, and they can build for the back. They draw teams out, and then they play through them. And if Rangers put them under pressure, I worry. It's only a slight worry, but I worry about Starfelt when he's put under pressure like that. There's a mistake there still. As good as he's been for a number of months now, when he's put under pressure, and it, it's it's been shown in Europe when teams get after them that they 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 they're not as comfortable as what they look domestically. But Celtic are a really good team, and if they play the way they, Ross can we be friends? Of course we can, son. Upset, <laughs> but it's not sponsored this. But if you go back to the other episodes, you'll get my number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've lost my train of thought now. I was deep in chat there too. Um, <laughs> I, I. So and uh, Europe teams get after us more, and uh, if Rangers they do that in the game, which they done in the first five minutes. Ibrox, by the way, then they could have some success. But on the other hand, Celtic like dealt with that, and the fact they never dealt with it in the first five minutes. But thereafter, they took it away from them, and Rangers couldn't keep that up. So it's whether Rangers are able to keep it up. But I think this time Celtic will start really fast because yeah, it's not Ibrox. It will be equal amount of fans. And I just think they'll deal with it better in, in the early moments. And I think for oh sorry, Ross, mate. No, you're all right. When you go. I think sorry. I think for I think for old firm FC to win the game. I just think that I, I, I honestly and I, I don't want this to sound arrogant or overconfident or whatever. I just think we're a far superior side and for, and we've got a far better mm-hmm. squad. I think to win the game we need to be under par and they need to play, play at their best. And I, I would agree with that. Volumes. I would I, I would agree with that. I, I mean as like Franny was saying, sorry, I need a pee, man. Franny was saying you can't be anything but confident, and I've heard a couple of guys there saying that all, most of the pressure is on Rangers uh, because I think Franny said they need to win. They they need to win more than us, and I I know where he's coming from with that. In my opinion, I think it's an equal amount of pressure. Because purely because Celtic and Rangers are two teams that want to win the big trophies every year, and Celtic are in a semi final of a cup, regardless of who they're playing. Celtic going to that, they started that competition wanting to win it, they're now in the semi final. So there's pressure there to win that game because, for me, coming for me personally, 
I believe we're in a position now where it's <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but I believe we're in a position now, and I've said it previously, where that at the start of the season, I believed Celtic could win the league. You can look back at podcasts or the rest of it. I always believed that they could win the league and turn this around and build a team in the, 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 the wee window that Ange had. Uh, now we're at this point. If, if Celtic win, I, I think they are going to win the league. I'm just going to say that, like Franny has. I think it's 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 too much of a deficit for Rangers to claw back. So that, that Celtic do a double. If Celtic mm-hmm. don't do the treble now, I'll be disappointed. I'll be satisfied with the double, but I'll be massively disappointed if we don't get the treble over the line, purely because of how we're playing right now. And Ange has said it for months, that he wants his team to peak at the at the business end of the season. And I think over the last three or four weeks, we've seen us doing that. And we didn't quite believe it at the time, that what he was saying, but I think we're realising what he was saying that's come to fruition. And I think that, I right now, if Celtic don't do the treble, I'll, I'll be gutted. I'll be disappointed. Yeah. But I'll be satisfied actually, with a double. I actually tend, tend to agree with yourself. I, I'll be disappointed because I think we've put ourselves in this position now where it's it's fatal. Or not fatal, but I mean, we can't take advantage of it, Anthony. And I know we're, we're an hour and 33 minutes in here, boys. Williams just went a half an hour walk to his toilet in his mansion. And it's, 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 I mean, but I, I do agree with yourself. I'd be disappointed. I mean, just quick now, Flea, double treble, are you too concerned? <clears throat> League's always the bread and butter, Stephen. Uh, the cups are just a nice wee slice of Wolves being at But, um, you know, we've had one slice already yeah, this yeah. season. I want another. Brilliant. And then start with yourself then. Score nine up predictions. What are you going for, Anthony? For myself, so uh, I think well, I think the back five kind of picks itself. Um, the usual guys. Um, I think it will be McGregor, Rogic, and Hatati in the middle of the park. I'm assuming none of these guys are suspended. Um, I've not checked all the all the permutations. Um, but apart from that, so the, the midfield three, and then I'll go. I'll say left hand side Maeda, right hand side. Uh, Jota, sorry, I was about to say a bad one. Jota on the right, and I think he'll start Kyogo uh, through the middle, and that can then allow perhaps later in the game a bad to come on, or maybe Maeda to push up uh, through the middle if Kyogo starts to tire. But I think, I think purely in terms of a, in terms of a psychological thing, Yakimakis being out, Kyogo coming straight in. Um, you know, if you're a Rangers defender, that's not the guy you want in the team sheet. So I think that's how. Um, he'll work it and he showed last week against St Johnston when he came on um, I was just kind of on, on the same sort of level with him when he pinged that that, that ball over for Maeda already these guys are picking up uh, some great chemistry yep. together so uh, I think uh, I think Scotland's best player back that lineup on Sunday What's your score? Uh, oh, so my score sorry I'll go for well, I mean, when you went to the toilet, Andy said, only pressure your feelings on your bladder. But can you yeah. pick a, a starting 11 and a score? What are you going with? I've just seen that. Andy's getting done in. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no joking. I love you, Andy. Andy's one of my best mates. I can't wait for Sunday, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think, see, to be honest with you, as, as, hard, as difficult as it is to pick a team, to pick a first 11 at the squad we've got, I think it actually does pick itself for this Sunday. I think the back, like Ross, uh, like Tony's alluded to, it's going to be Hart Juranovic, Starfelt, CCV, and Taylor. Gregory. <laughs> midfield three, midfield three, Kalmak, Hatate, and Rogic, and uh, Jota, Maeda, and Kyogo, which is a scary, scary, scary thought for the old form FC's defence. Um, I, I, I still think it's. I, I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to run away with it, and and, and it's going to be a crazy score. But I, I, I'm very confident we'll win. I'm going to go three-one in the game. I like it. I like it. Any goal scores? Just put on the spot. Kyogo is going to make a comeback and score. Yes. And I swear to God, my I know the boys, every, all the boys are coming at mine. The t shirt, the, the, the clays, everything's coming off, and I'm just going to go fucking nuts and run around the gear, and I think. And the dogs are going to go mental. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be right up there with Rogic. He's going in the, in the cup final. Uh, this is massive. I see, I heard just when I came back talking about the, uh, like, it's a, it's a, tre- it's got to be a treble. If we win this game, it's got to be. And uh, yeah. this is the biggest game for us. Between now and the end of the season, I think, and uh, yeah. I, I really, I really, really confident we'll get, we'll get a positive. D <clears throat> one, Kevin, I'm with you, mate. And Franny, what are you going with? Score lineup. Uh, I think I, I'm the same as. Well, I'm going to take a quick drink as well before the trivia starts. <laughs> Two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, like you said, the, the squad depth depth straight the now, but I think for this game, the, the team, the team picks itself. You could. Would I be surprised if he plays Maeda through the middle and maybe brings a bad in? No, but I, I really hope he keeps Maeda, Maeda out left because he just, he's kind of a wee bit making that position his own and now he just, he's suit, so suited to that. He's key to everything we're doing, how Postacoggle wants to play is having Maeda out left. So I, I'm like what William and Anthony said, I would start with Koga. I know uh, Postacoggle said he's, only, he's maybe only fit for 60 minutes, but is that maybe? I could, it probably is enough for him, but is it mind games again for Poster Cogle? Just gain them enough, right. but not too much. Maybe is fit and firing and stuff. So I I just think for more more for my my Edda's sake than now, where how well he's playing at left. I want my Edda to start out left. Don't bring him into the middle just to and just start Kyle. Get what you can get out of him. If it's only 60 minutes, hopefully the game's done by then. And then take him off, and then bring maybe a, a bad on and get my head running through the middle. But uh, my team's exactly the same as as William and Anthony. And as I, I bet him, oh, I think it, I think it's got to be a three 0 I'm going for three 0 I just ah! think, I think they might come out, and I, I think if we if we play that front three, I just think the pace will catch them out. And I think if we get if we get an early goal, and we usually tend to try and kill the game straight after that. So I, I think another three 0 game. Yeah, is that hassle free? Or are you just sticking the two 0 for a hassle free? No, it's three 0 I said. So, I mean, I know. I'm, I want you to give it a nickname that you do the hassle free, but it doesn't matter, Franny. You wee dick. Throwing. What about what about yourself? Hey, I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna bore you. And it's the same team. Uh, I think that. If it had been anybody else except Rangers, then he probably 
going with what he's the way he was talking in his presser the day, he, he might have put Maeda through the middle, but purely because it's it's Hamden again, Kyogo's done it at Hamden, he's done it 60% fit, I think he'll play him through the middle, and he keeps Maeda out left to look after, uh, which is a very, very dangerous player, no matter what you say about him, Tavernier. Uh, he's probably out with Morelos, their most dangerous player. Uh, maybe, you can maybe make a case for Kent sort of contradicting myself here now but hey ho but I I think Maeda for me has to start any game against Rangers now on the left hand side mm-hmm. to nullify him uh, aye so that, that again it's the same team Kyle go through the middle Maeda left Jota right and the rest is exactly the same uh, scoreline uh, purely because of what Rangers have done in Europe and last night's game I watched the second half and out of pure respect for Rangers with what they've done last night I'm going to go 5 nothing Celtic I'm in agreement with Willie and a couple of the other guys in the comments I think 3-1 can I just say as well, Kenny comes in here saying, just want to say this is a brilliant pod, but great crack between you boys, love it. And we love you watching the game ball, Kenny. Thanks for that. Kenny. Class, man. I mean, me, myself, I'll go hard. Juranovic, Victor, Starfelt, Taylor, oh, McGregor, Hatate, Hatate, O'Reilly. What? Abada, Abada, Mieda, and Jada. That's just his last three four, uh, viewers. Stevie's <laughs> desperate for that text message on Sunday. Call that. Call that. What are you saying that for? I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk. I'm fucking new. That's it. I'm just going to talk absolute pish so that when it happens, I'm, I'm right. I actually don't believe that's got to be the team. No, it doesn't. It's different. I'll go. Four guys have said the same team. And you know, we're on our 30s, he's only 27, he's so immature. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 3 1. But here, I mean, it's I'll been a great podcast. Win. We've came to the end of the whole basically show, right? But Anthony kind of mentioned it there when he went for a piss. We're going to do a wee bit of trivia. And I'm going to be honest, guys, this is Scotty's football trivia. <clears throat> I mean, Scotty's Cup was a bit one lace, so it was like, there's no point. We're going to go two teams, so it's going to be Anthony against Francis. Ross against oh, William. Thanks very much. <laughs> and the way it works is, it's the best of five. It's the best of five, right? So obviously the first to three, you go through to the final, same with blah, blah, blah. So it continues, right? Okay. I'll start with Anthony and Francis. Let me know when you're ready and we'll get cracking. Mm-hmm. Yep, good to go. No problem at all. Question one. Okay. Out of the four divisions of the Scottish Professional Football t- League, which club comes last alphabetically? Queen's Park Rangers. What? This is English. 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 <laughs> Man, Alfie, it's over to you. Uh, Which team comes last? I mean, I'll I give you a clue. Close. Whoa, 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 Nicholas. Oh, God. Is the one. Franny just a bit too to Jake after you. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, so which, out, of, out of the four professional leagues, which club comes last alphabetically? I mean, how long do you get? Uh, the ones. No, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't I think he, 
We'll pass Many teams play. Aye, we'll pass, aye. Strand Roar. Oh, I thought there must have been somebody beyond S, but oh, there you go. Right, question two. Which Scully's Club's ground? Which Scully's Club's ground pad? Ground pads its name from the paste for place of manure. You what? Which Scully's Club? Which Scully's Club's ground? So stadium gets its name from the paste for place of manure. Are you playing the Riddler in the new Batman film? No. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it here. Think about it. Here. It's like they're in the Scully's Premier League. I'll give you that. Right. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Do you know? Surety. I think so. Eh? Oh, there's someone in the chat, Scarlet. Someone in the chat, Scarlet. Don't I'm look. You passes. Well, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I don't know what I'm doing. No, I'm I don't even care how you look in the chat. So there they are. I've not got a clue. Uh, yeah. I'll say it's Tannerice, nice, but I don't really understand the question, if I'm being honest. I'm going Franny, go ahead. Pataudry? Yes, Franny yeah. gets it. 1-0. Oh, well, I was right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, question. I was like, Dingwall. Uh, <laughs> question Dungwall. three. Dingwall, that's what I was saying. Silence. Silence, please, boys. <laughs> Question three. When the first ever Scully's Scotland versus England match was played in 1872, the Scully's team were made up entirely of players from which club? Rangers. Queen's Park. No. Uh, yeah, I'll please got it. Are you just One winning each. the tour yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Who holds fuck? Who holds the record for Scotland international appearances having played 102 times? Uh, I mean, just ask another question if they've been on the Scottish tour. 2-1. 2-1 down. How did you not know get that, Franny? I mean, I bet. Fucking Kenny Dow all day long. You've asked two <laughs> Scotland questions on a guy that was in the Hamden tour yesterday. Question. 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> so you you don't need to be in the Hamden tour to get that, son. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Queen of the South are located in which Scottish market town? Oh, I bet they're a text, Haggy. Phone down. Come on, boys. Uh, Market Town. Um, Cowden Beast? No, because that would no, be Cowden Beast. Eh? Franny. <laughs> uh, Dumfries? Yes, two each. Yeah, well oh, done, Franny boy. <laughs> well done, kid. Right. Can I get okay. any other loose sweaty fucking wires in with that? He's ready. The same question. an English county. Which team played East End Park and their nickname the Pars? Three two, three two, Anthony. He goes through to the, the next round. Fucking <laughs> 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 Ian Bealing. That's the best thing I've seen since the guy who, um, what's that, come down with me, fucking through the... Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. That's your wife, Anthony. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi. I think that's code for hurry up. Come pick me up. <laughs> it's nearly finished, Lisa. It's nearly finished. Right, so between Ross and Millie here, question one, which club is the only one that contains any letters from the word football in its name? What? Which Doesn't contain... <laughs> Doesn't contain the the word football in its name. Doesn't contain it. Yeah. 
What do you mean? No, right, I'll move on. Club. Dundee. Which club won the Premier Division title for its only time in 1983? Aber- Aberdeen? No, no Willie. Um, Hibs. No, Dundee United. Ah, fuck! This is my next one. <laughs> Which football club is based in Dingwall in the Highlands? Ross County. Ross County. Yeah, Willie gets it. Oh, no way! That was a draw! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking draw, man. Which, which, which football club played a bog head for 121 years between 1879 and 2000? Okay. I've heard of that place. Dumb. Okay. Dumb. Done. Done. Oh, you're joking. That's not right. That's not. I'm not playing. Listen, I'm not playing the rest of the game if you're going to do that. I bet it's fair because the point you got was a fucking draw. End off. Right, 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 right. Only two Scottish players have ever played on the field in a winning team in the Champions League final. Can you name them both? Paul Lambert. Oh, my God. There's one more. Kenny Dalglish. Oh, Champions League. No, European Cup. Yeah. Scottish. But, yeah, no. Darren Fletcher. Ah. Oh! I can't give you it. Well, they had the front of these, so it's Paul Lambert and... What? Is Paul Lambert and... No, he was an all-new sub. <laughs> Scottish players. How could I look at this? won the Champions League. Aye. Celtic then goes to youth player. There's plenty of Celtic players that went as a youth player. No, but no one played for played for Dundee United. Went the hole. Oh, Robertson, Andy Robertson. Robertson, I. Yes, two one to Willie. Two one to Willie. Fuck me, you guys are slow. Well, you you know what I gave him? Did you know what to go? Robo, Robo. Just gave him the fucking answer. Essentially, gave you. I said it at the same time. Who was made Celtic captain at the start of the 1977-78 season after Dundee played in Liverpool? Danny wow, two eights, two eights. Well done, mate. Well done. That's good. Who's Tartan Army reached number six in the UK music charts and in which year? What? 78. What? 78, yes. What Ali's you Army. Ali's yes. Army. Ross gets it. So it's Ross and Alfie in the final. <laughs> I mean, fucking shambles. That's not what they need to have the question at Harry. I know, one. I didn't even fucking understand what you said. Have to By the way, quick here. Ah, you're you're going quick because Lisa t- messaged in, right? She's no your wife. <laughs> you're fear. You're fear. For Anthony's wife. You've never met her. Because <laughs> he has to pick her up, you moron. That's oh, sorry, does eh? That's a fucking joke, by the way. Listen, <laughs> listen Lisa's not got a laugh, so she's not gone anywhere until Anthony picks her up. <laughs> right, so. William and Francis are out. It's between Ross and Anthony. Of course Five it is. Five questions again. He's ready? He's ready? Yep, go for it. Question one. Who was due to manage Scotland at the 1958 World Cup but had to withdraw from the job? Jock Steen. No. Alex Ferguson. 1958, did you say? Well, 58. 1958. No. Um... Neil Lennon. 
Never got to listen to her, did you? No, I did, didn't he? Uh, moving on. Matt, Matt Busby. Matt Busby. Awesome, Matt. Oh, yeah. Question two. Name the name the only Scottish player to have won the Ballon d'Or award. Dennis Law. Yes. Is it Dennis Law? Yeah, it is. Oh, one, totally nil. <laughs> <laughs> one nil. One nil. Well done, Which Tony. Glasgow football club is nicknamed the Jags? Dunfermline. No, two nil. Oh, there they Fucking idiot! I fucking knew it was Partick Thistle. It was just team. Fucking idiot! Right. I need 19... to get the fuck inside. <laughs> in, 19... in 1981, the Scotties Player of the Year award was given to a Partick Thistle player. Who was it? John Lambie. <laughs> no. Anthony. Took it, Anthony. Uh, Tommy Gamble? No, Alan Ruff. Alan Ruff, right? I know Gamble went to Dundee, what am I saying? Fucking Dunfermline. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> by the way, you're getting shite in the chat now. I know. That. So I should. Which, <laughs> which Premiership club that plays its game at Rugby Park is the oldest professional club? Come on, up. 2 1. Wow. Wow. Which player, up, which player won the European Cup, three English League titles, captain Scotland, and scored a World Cup wonder goal? Kenny Douglas. No, no. Archie Gamble. Ah. Two each? Oh, I thought you usually jump out the next person, but man, Yeah, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> in, 19, in 1983, Ab- Aberdeen substitute striker John Hewitt hit the 112th minute winner against which club in a final to be remembered? Rangers. Real Madrid, no. Anthony brings it home. Real Madrid, the European Cup Winners' Cup. Great side. Yeah, well done, Tony. Yeah, absolute. Mm, hey, Tony, the <laughs> <laughs> right, folks. I mean, again, again, I want to point to the chat here. Everyone got involved with the questions and the answers and stuff. Alistair Jack with uh, Kenny as well. Scott Howe's come in. Joe Finley's come in. It's been an absolute fantastic show. It's been our Scottish Cup extravaganza. Guys, have you enjoyed this one? Ach, it was all right. Absolutely. It's been a great one, mate. And, uh, here's hoping that just, uh, the good feelings we've had tonight continue into Sunday. It's going to be a great day at Wally's house and uh, here's hoping for the right result. I love yeah. being on this okay. pod with all the boys when they're all on. And I know John isn't here, but when we're all on, I think it's just a, it's a good, yeah, good maximum all bounce off each other, man. It's good. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, I Kevin. Agree. Appreciate that. But guys, no, as I'm Anthony okay. said, uh, as Anthony said, there, let's keep the the good kind of feeling going towards this game on Sunday, and hopefully we get the the right result. And then on Tuesday when we speak again. Until then, stay well, keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>